0: This month, Rivers of Nihil will release their new album, The Work, via Metal Blade Records. Inarguably a very dense, heavy collection, Rivers of Nihil have forged further into new territory, delivering an album that is as cerebral as it is visceral, and that covers a staggering sonic range, definitively placing them in a category of their own. Fans can also catch the band on the road with the Black Dahlia murder after the burial carnifex and undeath all month long in north america purchase your copy of the work and check tour dates now at metalblade.com slash rivers of Nihil make sure you're picking up the new record from rivers of Nihil, the work once again metalblade.com rivers of nyhill <laughs> This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia
1: Alvarado. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hello, friends out there. It is I, your host, Petter Spych. I am always joined by. My name is Brandon Hahn, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at your buddy Gooch. And.
2: And I'm Sylvia. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at it's the Sylvia.
0: And make sure you guys do follow our other co-hosts. That's Joslyn Sharp at J O Z A L Y N Sharp on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Wizard of Jaws on TikTok. If you guys want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend Official on Instagram. This week, back on the show. Always excited about the music this guy puts out. That's Bjorn, Speed, Strid from the Night Flight Orchestra and Soya Work. We are here to celebrate the new record from the Night Flight Orchestra, Aromatic 2. It is out right now, guys. It came out about a week ago. Make sure if you haven't picked it up, you guys are doing that. We're going to play a couple tracks after the interview. But before we do that, as always, let's talk about the Metal Sucks news.
3: Education we're giving you Manipulating facts with opinions We got you in the palm of our hands Pushing you to hate is part of the plan So thanks for the power you've gifted us We're worthy of your mind and all of your trust Dying for our cause, you'll never regret it It's metal sucks news, prepare for your lesson We'll take good care of your soul You'll be safe under our control
0: Oh, I
2: like that line. La- you that like last it? Two lines. Mm-hmm. That was good. But it was a lie.
0: They're not safe under our control. First story we're going to talk about. Let's let's just talk about this kind of quickly. What? How we own them? We don't own anybody. Oh. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Is that? Slave They're under our control. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about their minds. Minds. Yeah, so like minds
2: it's... and souls.
0: Okay. Not like oh, oh, everything. So we're like no, we're not like the physical. Satan.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kinda. the point. Okay, Whatever. I think
0: you guys got to get on the same page, because we own none of you guys. You guys are here on our journey with us. How's that?
2: God. Why do you have to take it that route? Because
0: yeah. I want you guys to look like the bad guys.
1: Oh, my God. Satan yeah. and you. I don't know what that, that, that No, I want to be about. Lucifer. First Sa- Sa- off, this Sa- Sa- is a Metal and, Sucks and, podcast. And, and Django over here. Sa- 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 <laughs> right? Satan is good on the Metal Sucks podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, he is. First, Beelzebub. Beelzebub.
2: You said it
0: stupid. I did. I feel <laughs> stupid after I said that. I'm leaving it in. First story we're going to talk about, guys. And I, I wanted to bring this one up. I don't know if it's a popular story, but um, Corey Taylor's son was asked about Joey Jordison's death. And I felt this was kind of fucked up for someone to ask him. because. Really? Yes, I do. Well, no, I'm not he's saying eight, that. He's it 18 is, years old. It is fucked up. Okay. Of course. And uh, obviously, Joey Jordison wasn't in Slipknot for, let's just say, the last decade, so Corey Taylor's son might have known him when he was like seven or eight at
2: that time? It's it's very it's not fair what they did to him.
0: And and yeah, so people on the internet were kind of like shitty with him. Why don't you comment on Jordy Jordan? Why don't you do this? And it's like uh like it's 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 my dad's you know
2: that's his business
0: stuff and yeah. things like that. So I found it kind of shitty to to ask him that question. You guys do agree? No, he, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh okay. Oh how oh you agree with me? So nobody's devil's advocate. Everybody thinks it's shitty. Oh, yeah, it's, well,
2: it's <laughs> taking advantage of the of the fact that you know he's 18. He's he's not going to say oh I'm not going to talk about that. Look, all it you is couldn't is talk more, about that with Corey Taylor. It's just yeah. more
1: spineless. Internet bullying, Which that's is
0: all it is. true. Are we allowed to say that you did interview him? Oh, I did interview him, but yeah. the
2: audio was shit, so it never it saw never the aired, light of day. Right? But so I did the, interview
0: so him. did interview Corey Taylor, and that yes. was one of the things. We're not talking about Joy Jordison, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, uh, so for his son, it's kind of like they're trying to go through him to get Corey's opinion. Yeah, because that's dirty. You know, I thought dirty. it was tacky, man. As an interviewer, you know, I, I, I wonder if I would ask him that question. I highly doubt it, though. I try to stay away from sensitive things unless, I'm, um, it's, unless it's like, all right, we got to address it, meaning like they did something bad. Yeah. But like in this situation, I here's,
2: wouldn't. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Griffin Taylor, I don't think he's like most 18-year-olds aside from, you know, his dad is Corey Taylor, but he's got a, he's spicy. He's spicy, huh? He's spicy. Like he's not going to take like, shit.
0: Like tapatio spicy or like, uh, you know.
2: I don't know. I'll have an arrow.
0: Habanero spicy. Yeah. Okay, so he's got so a little just flavor saying, like, to him.
2: Yeah, he's he's not going to take shit from anybody. So <laughs> that's, what, that's why I, I like this kid.
0: All right, man. Well, yep. He, he answered the question, I guess, the best he could. But uh, I
1: just, again, man. But we, again, I mean, it's like, why are you asking this is his dude, dad's friend and you're going to ask the son of the dad? I think it's so stupid. I do think though, and I, I agree with
0: you, and that's, I do, but I do think if you're the son of a rock star, they're going to try to get stuff on your parents. Like I think Slash's kid's going to do with it. Scott Weiland's kid's going to do with it. He's Everybody's going to try to ask Corey Taylor questions to him. When there's nothing out there, no music and there's nothing really to talk about, like you have to somehow segue into some sort of conversation to have. Like it's really hard to talk to people when they have debut records for me because uh-huh. I'm like, all right, you know, there's not much history here. You guys are popular. I want to talk to you, but like, all right, let's go somewhere else because there's nothing to talk mm-hmm. about really. Music wise, we can go track by track or something like that. But Why were they even interviewing you- him? Well, because he's got a band. His band is out called Vended. Okay. Yeah, he's got, got, you know, something going on, but there's not a lot going on. If I had to talk to, for example... Oh, you
1: mean an 18-year-old with a band doesn't have a lot going on?
0: Yeah, if you had to talk to... Exactly. If you had to talk to uh, Robert Trujillo's kid who was in that drama-filled band... What was it called again? Suspect 402? 807? Something. Whatever. Number, number, number. I'm sorry. I know they broke up after 11 months, but there's drama to talk about there. But say they just put out a couple songs and you're interviewing the guy...
2: But I think that's what makes you. Go you to, you go to the dad. That's what makes you a good interviewer if yeah. you can pull questions that doesn't. That's not not so obvious.
0: I try, but yeah, I would go to the dad. All right, well, so I'm what did your dad teach you? You're like, I'm just saying. Like, well, it, but here's the thing though. <laughs> you what, gotta what, go to the dad. right? But
1: here's the thing though. What has your dad taught you is a question between him and his dad. Trying to go. Hey, uh, your dad's friend who passed away that you didn't know it, that you didn't know tell us or what or you knew think when about you were it. seven yeah. or eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, See, yeah. exactly. I, there's a difference. I am with you guys. I'm with you and guys. And basically so. what they're trying to do is they're trying to get this guy to speak ill will of the dead and it's bullshit. Yeah. So I, did, like, what what did
2: he what did Griffin say?
1: Uh he he Was didn't it say just he, very PC? he pretty much he didn't
0: deflect it. He answered. He's like, "Dude, you know, he the guy's Joey Jordison's great, you know." And then he, I think he said Simon who's uh Sean uh, Crahan's son's also in the band. He's like he would have the guy to ask for this question. You ask him because he learned more about drumming. That's what I'm saying. Like that, that kid's yeah, not so gonna like. You he, know. he didn't deflect it. He answered it the best he can. But in essence, he he didn't have a a true opinion because he's like, what? I don't want to oh. say anything negative. He just said how great he was, which would be all of us, you know, right. the same kind of way. So, anyways, well, that is uh, that is that story. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on Let's to the next Corey story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on to the next story, guys. Now, this one I thought kind of weird. Now, Vince Neal just gets beat up every day in the press because he's Vince Neil. He kind of does it to himself. He does a lot of it to himself. What, what, what is the scale of Vince Neal getting beat up in the press to you guys? All him
1: or like 50-50? I would say it's mostly him, and then the press kind of comments on it, and then there's other people out there that just want to be mean, and they exacerbate it. What do you think?
2: That's a big word.
1: It's a true word.
2: Ex- ex- Tried exasperate. and true.
1: Exacerbate. Exasper- Exasper- your thoughts? Do
0: you think the press beats a, uh, picks on Vince Neil or do you think he does it to no, himself? No, he
2: does it to himself.
0: I think he does it to himself a whole Especially heartily,
2: like the, right? the last concert where he was singing and yeah. he couldn't... He
0: just walked away. He just walked Come away. Come on, how are we not going <laughs> to... Come on. Yeah. Come on. Well, there's a rumor that John Karabi, the vocalist on the self-titled Motley Crue album, I believe that came out in like 94... And didn't do great, um, was going to replace him on the stadium tour. John Karabi's like, dude, I'm not replacing Vince Neal, obviously, on the stadium That's tour.
3: That's right. You
0: know, so I, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, to me, I was like, fans would be irate if John Karabi replaced Vince Neal on the stadium tour. Do you guys disagree?
1: Absolutely, they'd be pissed. They, so, would be pissed, look, they yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't even be an Neal, option. They yeah. want to see Vince Neal lip sync and run back and forth and then say gibberish into the microphone. That's what they're there for. They don't want to hear John Karabi actually sing the words. And they want to see that, hit that notes.
2: fluffy belly of Vince Neals. Oh, yeah. it's
1: fluffy. It's a little fluff. a little chunk there. monster. Yeah, so uh so
0: I uh, yeah, I was I was I was wondering about that if Motley Crue fans were like, we just want to hear the song sung and not backing tracks and want to hear no, no. No, dude. They want They've it.
1: accepted this version of Motley yeah. Crue for like a decade. It's it, again yeah. they they see they, those four guys on stage and they relive the 80s yeah. right there at they that moment. Want, like, they don't care it? how it sounds.
2: 94, like early 90s, right? That, the
1: Karabi record? Yeah. I feel like it was 94. I
0: can't yeah. remember exactly because I'm not a huge fan, but I feel like sure. it, was, it, it was 94. But it was very remember. like
2: brief. Yeah. Like, yeah well, it was very brief. Well, yeah, <laughs> <was> because the <laughs> Motley Crue fans like,
0: totally rejected it. It was like, like a blink. Uh, Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, as, as yeah. crazy as it sounds, you can't replace Vince Neal.
1: No, you can't replace. I mean, any- I'm Motley Crue. Those as crazy four as guys, it sounds, you can't like, replace anyone. Not anymore. Yeah. It's not like Kiss, where it's like they got rid of Ace Frehley and Peter Criss way early on, and mm-hmm. they replaced them. It's like, no, dude, they managed to stick stay- these four guys. Go out there on stage, they do a fake hug, motherfuck each other behind each other's <laughs> back, wave to the crowd, and collect their paycheck.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, stadium
1: is intact. With- did you same- say paycheck. Paycheck. I think he paycheck.
2: said It's out of like paycheck.
1: Baycheck. You know, it's a check for the bays. Bay. 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 Here's you guys a are bay. really going to. No, I don't know. I'm just trying to follow her leads. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> well, John Crabby's not getting a paycheck. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No Even though check. your voice is, uh, I think we can say you, you're sounding better than Vince.
1: Exponentially please. better than yeah, Vince. Yeah, I think I'm we can sure. give him credit for that for sure. You not speaking sounds better than Vince. <laughs> <laughs> he does it to himself Sylvia. he does it we to decided. himself these Whoa. comments are allowed Didn't he does he lose it to weight? Himself. he's trying he's to new? lose weight okay from what we gather he's what
2: he's trying to lose weight right i saw
0: man it. That, i mean there's that rumor is as legit or like as like john he's, karabi's room like
2: <laughs> freezing <laughs> his his chunk
0: he's not he's not doing anything man but we'll see he's got time he's got time i guess six months to to get in shape but uh if he does, okay. man, I'll eat all these words. I just don't see it happening. I, you guys think well, he's going to make it happen? No. He's
2: never been able to sustain it.
1: Don't worry. You're not going to have to eat those words. All
0: right. So next story, because we we're talking some beef here. Let's just get to the beef story of the week. Uh, we knew this was coming. We, as the Metal Sucks podcast, have said throughout this Bad Wolves drama, when Tommy mm. Bex went out there and was bashing them, that because that, we like Doc Coyle and all the guys in Bad Wolves, they need to just disband this band. And not keep going forward. That's how we as a collective feel, correct? Because yeah. Tommy Vex is such a black cloud darkness of of nonsense over that band, right? You guys mm-hmm. agree? Yeah. He he just is. All he is is drama. And all they're going to do with the drama is somehow
1: promote him the, the and moment, not themselves. The
2: moment that he covered Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. uh, one of her songs, I was like, mm.
1: Well, yeah, he's a sellout <laughs> now. Now, at this point, he's just kind of like, let me just take something that people kind of know, not put only, my spin on it, not and not then only let's collect. Not that,
2: but that's just, I was like, okay, you are full of drama, sir.
0: But there is a very, yeah, he's full of drama, like you said, but he, he just has this negative thing, but he has an audience that backs him. We, 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 his personality reminds us of Aaron Lewis from Stained. Very into the, the right-wing Far political right. side. Yes, if yeah. we can. But, like, same thing. If Stained continue on with a different singer... It's it's a waste of time. Right. Because that is such a large part of the well, fan there's, base. There's there's such a and,
1: huge contingency that has turned their back on the MAGA crowd. And the MAGA crowd's like, where's the leader? Yeah. And yeah. then Tommy Vex is kind of like, I'll be that guy. And then they're like, sure thing. And then they jump on board with him and they just support him blindly. I so think,
0: I think Bad Wolves is delusional to the their fan base, though, with Tommy Vex as their singer. Was that crowd? Yes, all the way yes. through. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. through and through. That mm-hmm. crowd, the if I can say, the Five Finger Death Punch crowd, the crowds like that—that that is the the more right political base uh, crowd. Sure, you, you can know? say that. We can say that for their popularity sake. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that coverings? Zombie- they don't cater. They, they don't cater to them though.
1: Like Tommy caters to them. No, he caters to them. Yes, but or in essence, five, five Finger Death
2: Punch. They yeah, just, they're just kind of like it just hey, happens.
1: Right. Yeah, we're putting out some music, and that's that. I mean, Chris Kale let's you know is very anti you know make america great again i mean he obviously he wants america to be great but it's like he's not as far as like that yeah he's i wouldn't call him like like i wouldn't call him like super right you know but and he's vocal about it Mm -hmm. and nobody attacks him nobody goes after him and it's like but tommy though on the other hand it's like he's saying all those things And, and unfortunately it's like you know, the left, it's not like the left looks great. I mean, when you, yeah. you sit there and look on Instagram or Twitter and you see some, you know, they're cheering the fact that somebody who was anti-mask gets COVID and dies. They're like, that's what you get, fucker. And it's yeah. like, like, how does that make
2: you look? Mm-hmm. How does that make both you Both sides are bad is what we're saying.
1: Well, I mean, extreme
0: versions of both extreme, sides. Extreme, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The majority but... of us are all good and everybody's fine. But what I really didn't want bad wolves to do, I was really, really cheering they wouldn't give him fuel. Oh, Failure. Like, just, I was so disappointed. Bad Wolves posted this, and you knew Tommy Vex was going to come back and his followers are going to attack, but this is what they posted. I'm going to read their exact statement. I believe it was on the Instagram, possibly Twitter. I don't really know. Um, Desperate people do desperate things. Tommy Vex quit Bad Wolves last January to pursue a solo career. Unfortunately, he quickly realized that nobody cares about him as a solo artist and that he can't make or sell music on his own. He can't write his own music, so he released an edited version of our first single with his vocals on it. Desperate people do desperate things. He can't sell tickets as a solo artist, so he bills himself as bad wolves with... A is a at sign. Oh, yada, yeah. Yada. Uh-huh. Desperate people do desperate things. He tried to dupe fans into buying a covers record he didn't own, only to be shut down by GoFundMe for fraud. Desperate people do desperate things. But what's most desperate are the mountains of lies Tommy has told since leaving the band. It is clear he has no moral compass and is willing to say and do anything regardless of the truth. Hashtag desperate people do desperate things. So, Bad Wolves doing that. And, yes, I agree that Tommy Vex is is all those things?
2: Is the uh, the GoFundMe part? Was that?
0: Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know oh. that part. I remember that we were amazed that he made hundred thousand dollars in yes. like two days. I remember that. But maybe it got shut down and he didn't get the money. I I didn't. I don't know that story. Oh, okay. That's their statement. So maybe we can look into that and see. Which is like, here you go, Tommy. Attack. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Attack. Lead singer, face of our band,
1: whatever. Um, the proof that he doesn't sell tickets. Don't know. Maybe, maybe so. But now I think they they are because they're going to be like, you're going to hurt our boy. We're going to show you. And yeah. now they're going to go no, out this there and helps support him. him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This helps him. Because this is exactly how he, Trump got power because everybody was saying he's stupid, he's dumb. And all these people were like, no, he's not. And they showed up in droves for him. That's the same thing that Tommy's doing. He
0: promotes himself based on cancel culture is canceling me. And then you have your old band's. Pretty much saying, yes. "Hey, we're yeah. canceling you." So he's like, "Yay, it's an opportunity to jump on things."
2: Oh, and he jumped.
0: Oh, he jumped. Here is what Tommy Vex <laughs> said. I don't really want to read it. I'll be honest with you, but I because I, I knew he'd win,
2: it would be it, it went along the same thing that the uh, the guys in Bad Wolves did, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Like, he's desperate like desperate people. Let dude. me
0: let me counteract you. you yeah. Know? Like, and here is the thing with arguments when between two people they have two different viewpoints in their arguments, and and eventually both of them are liars. Eventually, they're both like. All right, Mm -hmm. it's black and white. When there's this huge gray area, that's Mm -hmm. the way I've always seen arguments with bands, with human beings. I'm like, all right, well, you did this, then you did this, and then, okay, so you're both in the wrong. No, they're in the wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay, because they did this first. I'm sorry I one up them and did this horrible thing after. It's always like that, right? So this is kind of the same bullshit, right? This is Tommy Vack's statements, and this is going to keep going on forever uh, 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 between these two guys, and that's why I just really want Bad Wolves to turn the cheek, walk away.
2: But they do have uh, their new album is they coming do. out October 29th.
0: Do you think they're doing this for press?
2: I wouldn't doubt it.
0: Nah, it did, it did cross my too. mind Yeah. because they're like, too. well,
2: what can we, you know, you know, hype us up and, you know, promote our, our music. Let's poke the bear a little bit.
1: Well, maybe. You're right. But, um, maybe. but
2: maybe. I, I don't but know. But again,
1: it's not like they're going to get any money off album sales. I mean, people are going to stream it. They're going to go, okay, we gave it a shot, and then that's that. Well, that's the thing is they it's not going to benefit them.
0: The, the, the touring package, all that stuff, the tours they're going to get booked for, all the bands that again that they used to open for, like with Tommy Vex in the band. Hopefully, Bad Wolf still gets on those bills. Obviously, mm-hmm. which they might. Uh, but again, I just feel like there's this drama that comes with it. That's the problem, yeah. you know. Like if you don't want that bullshit, you don't want. Right, you know and that and that, and that affects him. But here's Tommy's statement. i'll I'll just read a couple parts of it. He wrote, "Make this viral."
2: Ah oh, there you go, right away, there right you go. Desperate
0: people do desperate things. Imagine a band of hired guns handed a massive record deal because their singer saved another rock star's life from alcoholism, so he's taking a jab at someone. Imagine watching and repeatedly rejecting your bad ideas to work with A-list producers to convey a message and a testimony so powerful that it helped heal people. Imagine growing up in poverty and giving away 100% of the highest-selling rock song in 16 years to a family that lost their mother. Mother, sorry. (laughs) Their mother. Um, What he's saying is that Zombie was... They did give the proceeds to the family of Dolores Arroydon. But let, let me just say this one more time. They... Did give the proceeds to the family of Dolores O'Rourdon. The fact that he's like, I did it. It just shows, but it's okay. Keep going. Imagine being ousted, ridiculed, falsely accused, betrayed, and abandoned, and still carrying on. Cancel culture. Imagine having your hard work and blood and sweat stolen by vengeful incompetence and inexcusable greed. Imagine going through all this and still packing up, booking a tour after a global pandemic, and selling more tickets than your famous band's headlining shows ever did. Yeah, I'm desperate. Look at this footage. This is my family now. You fucked with me and now you fucked with all of us. Keep my songs. I don't give a fuck. You can never replace the sauce. Everyone knows now knows you failed. If you weren't so afraid, you let me put out my own records and let the best band win. But you can't because of your egos. Go book a headlining tour and show the world your draw. Watch this video because this is mine. Yada, yada, yada.
2: I understand why you didn't want to read that. Yeah, (laughs)
0: jeez, man. (laughs) It's like it's like the, the narcissism of
1: just an yes. asshole, just being like, here you go. But it works. And it works It works it, for some people. Yeah, it works if you get on that platform. Again, rock and roll, you know, in the Five Finger Death Punch crowd, which is who they were opening up for before I, the pandemic didn't
2: hit. Didn't he uh, fill in for Ivan Moody?
1: Yeah,
0: he did. Yeah, he okay. did. So, so, I mean, that's what I'm trying to say. We, the ties to a lot of that, uh, yes, Zombie was a big hit um, that worked for them. And then they had other songs on the radio. So it wasn't just Zombie, but that was their big hit. You're right. But in essence, like their exposure was all those bands that we were talking about opening for them. Yes, you know that that ra- the radio rock, uh, echelon that we have right yeah. now. Yeah, and a lot met, of that know, the Shinedowns, the the Five Finger dust. And I Great think what word. it was
1: is he just kind of mm-hmm. looked at what upset a lot of these people. You know, especially hashtag, you know keywords like cancel culture and stuff like yeah. that. Zeroing in on it, the guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like he we watched it. We watched the president do it for yeah. four straight years. It's like you know you just zero in on. Uh, keywords. You get everybody fired up, and then all of a sudden, what's? But the, it's scary though when he's just kind of like, "You fucked with me, now you fucked with everybody," and it's yeah. like, "Whoa!" It's like, like, like when you take
2: yourself out of it, what are you guys like yeah. fighting about? There's like, a huge like, portion
0: know? of society that is just like stand up for yourself and take no shit from anyone, and and you have to say something yeah. if you see something wrong and shit. Like, there's a huge portion of mm-hmm. that society. Tommy Vex is engaging with that portion of that society be like I'm standing up for myself after they've you know cut me at the knees, I'm the victim mm-hmm. and now I'm rising from the ashes and everybody's going to be like yeah Tommy, fuck them. That's who he's catering to. That that society part that feels like, you know, they are I guess you know victims in a way to be like mm-hmm. I got this, you know, and and Bad Wolves are he's selling them as the victims, which again, for me it's like smoke and mirrors I can see through that because mm-hmm. I, I have no doubt that they're not you know because mm-hmm. of the the history but a lot of uh, his fan base is going to be like keep standing up for yourself keep selling whatever you're selling like you said yeah. the Trump style of stuff where it's like oh there all these people are trying to you know get under your skin and, and and do it in a in a if I may pussy way a bitch way and you're standing up like a man oh my goodness I said it but yeah. that's the thing that's how it is <sighs> that's that that's how the two sides have been seen yeah. as unfortunately mm-hmm. you know and
1: well it's just so. unfortunate because it's like you have one side that's like stop bullying and then you have another side that's like i'm going to bully st- i'm going to bully under the radar yeah i'm going to yeah. bully under the radar or i'm you know but then it's like uh so they bully under the radar and then and then, My bully's justified, and yeah. you're, your bully's you're not. not a, you're boy. not allowed to use force, and it's just, yeah. dude. It just goes back and forth. It's, it's like, so stupid.
0: Yeah, it is, and, and that's where we're at with bad. It's Wolf. pathetic, Hopefully is what it is. This
1: will be
2: the end, oh, or do you think they're going to bet the rest of bad? Because like, I know that they're like suing Tommy Vax.
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure all that is really fun, and I'm sure they're all doing it. Like you're right, uh, and I mean, like, again, I can see a little bit of both sides. I truly feel like. If I were those guys, I'd be like, let's move on. Give Mm -hmm. him whatever the fuck he wants. Let him try his solo career. They can legitimately write songs, you know, play songs live that the fans will like, but just start a new band, dude. I mean, I don't... This Bad Wolves thing is just
1: yuck.
2: Yeah, it just seems like the the drama is going to cast another shadow.
1: Oh, it's going to cast a shadow on whatever project you want to do after this. But I was going to say, like, even if
2: they do change their name... It's going to be the same thing. It's, they're still going to have that, that haze over them. Yeah.
0: No, I, I mean, well, I think, I, I don't know. I feel like if they start a new project and they do new music, that people will be like, all right, this isn't tied to that. They're, they once were oh, bad wolves. Okay. But when you associate with toxic people and bad, bad people, mm-hmm. right, it's all encompassing, dude. It really is. Yeah. And the only way to get rid of it is to just turn the other cheek, lose whatever you got to lose, and start over. There is no winning with people like this guy. For it for them, dude. yeah. That's the way I see it. That's the way I've always seen my life. When I and I've done it too, where I've been with toxic people, and I'm like, all right, give it all away, start over. Mm-hmm. And then that was the smartest move I ever could have done because otherwise I would have fought for the truth or whatever. But it's like, dude, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And the and truth and, is,
1: is, is it is it absolute? It's never. Absolute. It's never absolute. But yeah. usually when
0: you're fighting because someone wronged you for the truth, you take it to a place where eventually you're you're playing with the villain. And you are the villain. No, man. it's and, like
1: well, the way they say it yeah. in Batman is, is you <laughs> either you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And oh, okay. that's what it is.
0: Yeah. That's the Batman theory. That's the Batman no, theory. That's it. exactly what you just so said. So Pete it. fucked it up. No, yeah, no, no, no. I did fuck
1: it up. No, so. Pete, yeah, Pete decided to go, I'm going to go ahead and say this phrase in a novel form. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Say it in phrase form. Uh, he's right. Bang. He's right. Absolutely. Were Uh, you
2: paraphrasing?
0: No, I was just the thought was there. I didn't know I was doing Batman. Desperate Um, people do desperate things. (laughs) Ah, Hashtag. Yeah, dude, guys, you're a hashtag of that.
4: Dudes.
0: Oh, With that, guys, (laughs) real quick, everybody. Rotted Through has released their debut album, The Depths, available on all major platforms and rottedthrough.com. The Depths is a Darknet-inspired horror show. That gets deliberately heavier the deeper you descend. Peer into the dark web and check out their concept video for the album single, To Stretch, To Tear, on YouTube or RottedThrough.com. And make sure to follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at rotted through once again guys the debut record from rotted through the depths is out now available on all major platforms and with that let's jump into our interview with speed strid from the night flight orchestra and soil work everybody what's going on i've got speed strid metal sucks podcast we are here to celebrate the new record the night flight orchestra's Aromantic two which is going to be out right now. So Bjorn, man, uh, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure to have you on. Um, tell me about, let's start with um, all the music you've done through this year, and we'll start with the the new Night Flight Orchestra. Let's talk about the standalone single you guys released a little while back, Impossible. Tell me about that track, because that one recently came out, and it is not on this new album. Is that correct?
4: That is correct. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for having me once again, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, well, well, that's, that's going to be pronounced impossible. You know, it's in Italian, uh, the title. And I also sing it in Italian in, 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 the chorus, so to speak. But I mean, we had a bunch of tracks that we just, you know, let's re- release a single. And, and, uh, we didn't know if they were going to turn, you know, turn up on, on the actual album, you know, in the end. So we just uh, released some singles just because we felt like it really. And, um, and that's the thing with this band, you know. We never really plan an album per se. You know, it's it's more like you know we have these these recording sessions, and we keep just recording stuff. It's extreme. It's an extremely creative orchestra, as you you probably have noticed. Uh, but it's like we never really plan anything. I mean, we have ideas around concepts and all that stuff. But as far as like planning a new album, you know, and when that's going to be recorded, it doesn't really happen because we just keep, keep on recording. And then we, we we sort of feel when it's sort of leading up to, to an album, you know. And um, so we had these singles that we threw out. And then um, once we you know started writing more stuff, when our tour got cut short uh, in the beginning of, of, of last year in March, like so many other bands who were out at the time, um, we tried to stay within our bubble, you know, so to speak, and just booked some studio time. And, and as soon as we got our antibody tests, you know, um, coming back, cause we all got Corona when we came home from the tour, you know, so we had to wait a while because, you know, uh, so, so we had to take some tests and then once everybody was good and had an- antibodies, we, we booked, booked a bunch of, of recording sessions, you know, and, and, we we also felt that we were you know we're not done with aromantic one i mean we were building this up for so many months and then you know we went on tour for one week and then we had to go home so it was like the ultimate anti-climax you know situation so we just had to make the best out of it try to stay within our bubble and just keep recording stuff because you know we knew we were not going to be able to play live for for quite some time, you know, and and uh, so that's what we did. We, we we just kept writing, and then we felt that it's like, wow, this is probably you know leading up to an album, and yeah. and but at the same time, we felt like we're we're yeah. definitely not done with Aromantic, you know, or Aromantic One as it came to be in the end, you know. So let let's just you know work towards an Aromantic Two, but we so we can take both records with us once things go go back to, to normal, you know? So it, it was not planned from the beginning uh, by any means. It just sort of happened. And if there was no Corona, there probably wouldn't have been uh, an Aromantic too, you know?
0: There's the positive spin on it all. Um, and that's the cool thing that I think a, a lot of people got to find out is that, you know what, and I do love the fact that you did, a sequel out, because Aeromantic came out in 2020, you know, it's it's still very new, very fresh to us, and you did yeah. put the sequel out, obviously, this year, due to the situation, but it's great that, like you said, when you guys get that chance to tour, that both records will be celebrated, almost like a, uh, you know, two-part record. Is Am I allowed to say that, do you feel, or no?
4: I, I guess, you know, even though it was not planned, you know, but at yeah. the same time, it, it totally makes sense, because we, we feel like we're not we're not done with Aeromantic 1, you know, it's like we, we played... I don't know seven live shows for that record you know Mm. that that's like we're still very emotionally connected to that record and also we have so so much new stuff that we're excited about so we want to go out there and bring both records and yeah um i think it's it it could be it's going to translate very very well as far as you know playing live shows and how we can sort of you know play sort of both the records maybe not in its in, in entirety but, you know, sort of focus on those two records and, and bring some old gems, you know, into to the set as well.
0: And you did bring up that when you guys did hit that tour up right before the pandemic finally came in, you did catch the uh, coronavirus. What lessons as a touring band, like what precautions can you take? Do you feel going forward? Because it's not just you guys, it's us, the audience, too. We all have to kind of be yeah. on the same page for this to work. Um, which I brought up a few times on this show, is like, if we want our bands to tour, we need to make sure we're smart enough to get in there too. Um, what precautions or lessons do you think you learned from that experience?
4: I don't know. Hard to say because we were right there. Like, this was in the very beginning of March when mm-hmm. things started to get serious, you know. But nobody knew. Everybody knew how. Like, it was very serious, but like... You know, how is it going to affect everyone? Can we play shows? And nobody's, some people said, like, oh, you should, you probably shouldn't go. And some other people said, like, no, you should go. And we have a doctor in the band, too, as you know.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Dave. Uh, and, uh, I mean, he, he, he wasn't sure either. I mean, how, how can anybody know? You know, nobody knew. So, we decided to go for it, and because it was... It felt like, you know, such dark times and, and, and I don't know, it, it feels very stupid now because we felt like, oh, people need some entertainment. But, you know, that's the whole point that we couldn't really bring people together, you know, in the end, but nobody really knew how serious it was in March. We might feel like, oh, we, we of course we knew that in March last year. No, I don't think we actually did, you know, of course there was warnings and this and that, but it's, I mean, it, it says it all because we, we, we printed the tour shirt and we did like a parody of the uh, Sex Pistols uh, uh, album cover. Never mind. Uh,
0: uh, Never mind. Bollocks. Bollocks. The,
4: the Sex Pistols. Yeah. So we we printed the shirts like Never mind the virus. Here here comes the Night Flight Orchestra, and we went on tour with that one. And then like when we we were actually gonna do another like shipping, and when I decided, can we change that? Because <laughs> we got some people got really offended, and I I, I get it, you know. And, and maybe that was not the smartest, you know. And I don't know, we were just trying to make fun of something that was very serious and and just to, you know, sort of de traumatize the whole thing. But, uh, and then it was like, we talked to the printer, can you just change the design to like, actually do mind the virus, here comes the the night flight orchestra. We had two designs on that tour and um, yeah, they they sold pretty well. I can't remember which one actually sold the better, but I don't know, it it was such a weird situation and. And we managed to play Spain, we managed to play Germany, we played in London too, and, uh, and then we ended in France. That's when we realized, okay, we got to go home because, you know, we've just been to Spain and they locked the whole country down, mm-hmm. you know, two days after we left. So it was like, okay, now, now's the time because it's also the promoters, you know, of course they want the, the, the shows to, to go on, you know, because they're going to lose a ton of money as mm-hmm. well. So they, as long as as the government in their country wouldn't say anything like, no, you're not allowed to do shows, you know, then then they kept going. So it was it was a really weird balance for us as well. But in times like, you know, it, it, it's tough, you know, to make a decision like that because of of course we would lose money as well. And and until the the promoter says like, sorry, you know, my government here says I can't, I'm not allowed to do do a show. We're going into lockdown, you know, then. You know that would make us get sort of put us in, a, in an easier situation financially, but so that that was the whole thing moving forward there during that week because every day there was something new happening and you get, got new new news. You know, people saying different things, and um, I don't know what have we learned from that. I mean, it's it's like th- this is this is the reality we, we live in now, and, and 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 you know we got the corona now, and who knows? We we're probably gonna be you know, have to live with this thing, you know, and, and there might be different viruses in the future. You know? So this this is probably not the last of the, of the virus, you know, mm-hmm. in in our lifetime. Unfortunately, I you know, I I hope I'm wrong, but um, I guess we're just gonna skip skip the 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 meets and greets from now on, which which really sucks, you know, because that's really where you 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 meet people and 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 you know, get to see your fans for real, you know, and mm-hmm. so, but I mean, how, how are you gonna be able to do that? It's kind of no. You kind of want to people's hands, but it's like that's not going to happen. Yeah, (laughs) you know, it's, it's it's weird. It
0: is. Yeah. And you're right. I, I, I that is, that is a, a part that but we as a community have to understand. And we, when we do and, and don't beat yourself up. I, I, as well, when show started, when the first, the coronavirus happened and show started, um, you know, getting canceled, I remember, I'm like, I think everybody's overreacting. That was like the first thing we said on this show the week later. I'm like, I'm sorry, everybody, we were wrong. You know, like, so that's yeah. a natural thing. Cause we've never had something be like, Hey, just stop everything. Be like, it's what sparkling. are you, what are you talking about? Like, so I think a lot of us felt that way. And then as you said, like anything, the more information that came out, the more serious um, we took it and then the the bigger understanding we had. So I would, I probably would have bought the shirt that people wouldn't want me to wear. I'm just letting you know because come on, it's hilarious to me. (laughs) I like irony. (laughs) But in Vegas, I'm in Las Vegas. For people that don't know, when we were walking through a casino, they had so many parody shirts about the coronavirus. They would have like somebody drunk saying "corona beer virus whatever" like all over the shirts across oh. the the Vegas like uh, you know the um, the shops, and then like a week later they were gone. So they they also wow. took advantage to make money on hey this is a kind of a joke. So. Um, Again, I'm not saying anything bad about anybody because everybody over or they corrected the problem. when We realized, hey, okay, this isn't the way to go. <laughs> you know, but yeah. but no, the- I
4: know, as it, I mean, we we mostly got critique from from uh, Italy, which pretty early and uh, you know, at an early stage it had a lot of yeah depths, you know, I do and remember. and. Uh, and uh yeah so that was i don't know that, that felt really i mean my girlfriend is italian as well you know she's living in sweden with me but it's like she also said oh there's a lot of italian people who, you know don't really see the fun part about this and i i get it i mean it's, it's yeah you
0: know, you know what so i we yeah. we make bad jokes on occasion world you know it's like everybody does so yeah, don't worry you about know, it yeah.
4: of course you know it's, it's 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 this whole discussion you know where like how far can you go like but i i think you can you should be able to go pretty far you know because if we don't have you know the humor we we got nothing yeah so it's yeah.
0: you nailed it my friend and we had david on the show um when you guys were when he was promoting uh, a whisper of the atlantic ep which you guys put out last year we yeah. talked to david and a lot about this and um yeah yeah and uh, and the same thing, like you said, he's a doctor, and he had the same premonition of like we because with the way the news is is that it's it's kind of be first, and we don't have all the information now that we have to wait out the news almost until we get caught yeah. up. We have to almost ignore the first couple stories, how crazy as that sounds, but it's true because it's not about accuracy, it's about being first and um. Yeah. That that's going to make us adapt differently now, you know. So then we we learn the lessons and we move forward. So it's it's all good, man. But um, with with the current album, everybody, one more time, Aromatic Two, it's out right now, guys. Make sure you guys are picking it up. What are the plans? Because you you've participated in live streams, um, the, the touring cycles as we know are all up in the air. But what are the plans at this stage? Like, how far do you think is going to be a safe uh, guess? I guess to to invest in a tour at this point.
4: Well, I mean, we have some shows planned this fall and winter, but I don't think that's going to happen. And 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 so we're actually looking into moving everything into the spring instead. And uh, yeah, who knows if that's going to happen? It's like you can't. That's the that's the worst part. I think the it's the uncertainty. You know, it's it's the it's the worst part. You know, that that can drive me crazy. You know, and uh, I like you know routines. I like having plans, but it's like it's impossible right now. But it's a uh, I don't know, but then, then you're all we're also getting used to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know you just have to be realistic. It's it, it might not happen, but I I think the safest bet is to move everything until the, the spring, and then we have the summer festivals next year. There was a few summer festivals happening this year, uh, like like two weeks ago, suddenly out of nowhere, like there was like these this three European festivals happening, and and I think we were supposed to play all three of them, but I think we got moved to next year and for example uh bloodstock in in england that was mostly uk bands playing anyway you know and and uh because i guess i don't know they had restrictions you know foreigners coming into the country and and this and that and and green pass and all that stuff um so um so uh, we can only hope that because we missed a lot with the night flight orchestra and soil works touring cycle was done like right before Corona hit. So we haven't missed that much with soil work. We had, you know, of course a few festival shows, but no tours, mm-hmm. anything like that. So it's, um, cause that's how we divided things, you know, into, in to, you know, we separate the two bands and the touring cycles. And, and so now everything is sort of messy, you know, cause we, the only time we're going to be able to, uh, to do shows when with night flight before the whole touring cycle with Soulwork work is gonna happen is in in the spring you know and and maybe in the summer festivals as well and 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 then after the summer next year I, I mean we we have a full touring cycle with Soulwork, so it, I don't know I don't know how we're gonna do it. It's gonna be a mess, you know, but uh, at least we gotten some some downtime now and 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 uh, so I guess i'm I'm ready to take that on at, at that point.
0: And you've been so creative with all the, the records that came out in the last year. And, and the one thing that I'm really, I took you guys for granted out here in the States. I, I just, we just had the Cycle Vegas Festival. All the European bands had to cancel. And um, it's it seems like that's going to be the last piece to the puzzle is that you guys are going to get back out here, you know, to the States. Like we've, uh, I feel like I've taken so many bands for granted that every time they tour them, they're just here. But now it's looking like, hey, it's going to be a few years before this region's going to open. Yeah. Um, to a lot of the bands and we have to first master the touring and you know the area that's around you guys um do you guys feel the yeah. same way or are you like hey we, we're we not even gonna think about coming to america for a while because of all the restrictions and obviously getting the visas and all that stuff's got to be impossible at this point right
4: yeah no, i mean it, it's 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 kind of scary with some of the states uh dr davey told me today about what is it florida and, yeah. and uh texas Texas, yeah, yeah, where everything is like just <laughs> open and, and 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 there's people in the uh, you know at the hospitals mm-hmm. doing really bad uh, also who are fully vaccinated. I heard, but I I don't know. It's uh, but there's like no lockdown whatsoever. You know, so it's it's quite scary. You know, because we have the Delta and and, and you know. It, and all that stuff and omega this and that. So I, I don't know, but it, it could happen here as well. It's. I mean, I, I don't think it. It's, it's that much different, and depending on where you're going. But I mean, uh, we haven't done a, a full North American tour in a, in a long time, and so we. It's actually you know in the plans, but if it's going to happen, I, I don't know. I, I of course. You want to put your health first. You don't want to gamble. But I don't know—is—is is, is America going to be that much worse, and it's—it's going to be here in one year or you know two years? I don't know. It's uh, but it's—it's it's scary, like how Florida is handling things and, and Texas as well. Mm-hmm. I got to say. So.
0: Yes, yeah, Sweden had a whole different uh, you know, take on it when it first started and all that stuff. How did that work out from your viewpoint, um, across Sweden? Like because you guys did not have a full lockdown. Um, when it no, all we didn't
4: have a, a lockdown at all I mean we only yeah. had restrictions basically mm-hmm. at, at you know public places and restaurants and, and theaters and all these things um, so um, I don't know I mean of course it's been different you know but it hasn't been that much different and, and and a lot of people have been working from home you know and and the economy hasn't suffered that much actually yeah mm. um, so I don't I don't know it's it, it's really hard to say it's it's not a competition you know it's Absolutely like not, yeah. that's what it feels like sometimes you know it's like it's like you you know we have the right strategy it's like no oh, you guys are you know you're crazy and this and that so well it's not a competition this is a world problem we're dealing with here you know so it's like uh, I don't know but I so that's what the Swedish government decided to do and and I, I you know I tried to trust them and I think I don't know it's hard to say if we did the right thing or not but I mean what I'm surprised of now though is that because we we were quite open but now it feels like we're the ones that are keeping the restrictions more than many other uh European countries who were looking at us saying that you guys are crazy what are you what are you doing you know that went into a lockdown now these countries are like open for big soccer games and and shows and 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 this and that so i'm like wait a minute it's like why are you doing this now like it's this is not over yet so i it it doesn't make any sense it's quite a like a paradox somehow
0: i agree it's it's i i do think it's because of the economic damage that maybe they yeah of course of course it's yeah Yeah.
4: but of course i'm not going to say that but that's what it is you're right yeah of course
0: (laughs) yeah uh, and, and but that's the crazy thing is that that was another factor of the, of the full shutdown, and that's why the the way that Sweden did it, like it was easy to to pay attention because when the end result happens, if it all leveled out, then you know they, they may might have done it right, but it's also it's dude, it's always up to the people to be like, all right, I have to take precautions and do my part, yeah. you know, and it's always up to that, and and. Um, yeah, and that's that's where that's where unfortunately, like, I can't say that we're taking it seriously out here in regions. There's other parts of this, of America that I'm telling you is great. I, I I told you I went to that festival. Everybody had masks on. Everybody was social distancing. It was like it was great. Like everybody understood. Hey, we're lucky to be yeah. here, and we gotta fucking do the right thing, or this won't happen anymore. So it just it was nice yeah. to see because again, not a huge festival, but I'd say about ten thousand people or something like uh, were packed in yeah. at the very end. So that's the thing is that you see the community and then you're kind of aware that, all right, it's, it's, there's a lot more of us that are, are taking it seriously. But again, mm, tough, tough conversation. I'm sorry to keep having it. (laughs) No,
4: no, no, no. I I think, but sometimes I feel like, you know, Americans are better to sort of like get together and and, and do, do something together than, than Sweden. It's, it's Mm -hmm. such a individualistic country, you know, Mm -hmm. in, in Sweden. And, uh, I don't know. It's interesting because I also felt as, as much as I, you know, we've, we've, you know, been doing pretty good during this corona, considering, you know, there's a lot of people who died as well, uh, you know. So it's, I don't know what we can count as a successful lockdown or, a, you know, a mm-hmm. result. you know. We're all losers in this, in the end. So it's, uh, but I also seen like here is like people, they, they, they haven't been wearing masks at all. You know, it's like, it's very rare to see a mask. I feel like, the, you know, always when I'm on the subway still, I wear a mask. Nobody else is doing that. It's like, what the hell is wrong with you people? And there's been many times where it's like, people look at you because you have a mask. Like, and, it's, and you also understand that, I don't know, sometimes I feel like Sweden is an extremely spoiled country. You know, we, we haven't, you know, I don't know. It's... um we we're so used to the government taking care of us and a healthcare system that we get extremely spoiled so i think as much as i'm i'm very grateful that we have that you know and i'm very proud of the country but i've also noticed how we are very spoiled as citizens you know and uh entitlement can not hurt.
0: Yeah, entitlement and we we yeah. have it out here too and and the mass thing is it's a mental health problem with me man cuz if I do walk into a room and I see nobody else I'm not going to take it off but I just feel like everybody's staring at me like I'm an asshole. Like like yeah. you know and it's a weird it's a weird feeling cuz yeah there's still areas obviously that I run into that but I I'll tell you right now when I do walk into a, a room and everybody's got one on it's like thank you man. I'm good you know like, like I don't have to even think about these thoughts and that's another thing we never dealt with um but you, you do that's the, the I do love the fact that I don't like groupthink. um I do think the individual is such an important thing when it comes to art when it comes to everything and and I that's what I I feel like when people talk about a divide that's what I see I see the death of the individual like you have to think one way or the other way and mm-hmm. um, that lumps us in together in some sort of group or category. But truthfully, you're Bjorn, I'm Pete. There's nobody else, you know. We made mistakes. We've been victimized. We've been victims, you know. We, or we victimized people. Yeah. We've been victims. That's, that's human beings, right? And, and um, all that stuff. And I've always found it really, really strange that the more I talk to people, it's like I have to have all my pinpoints in line in order to fit in a category and that's where I fail every day I'm like well no I see every viewpoint that's the problem because we don't really know shit until 10 years later we could talk about history from 2011 right now and be like yeah we know our shit now but we needed all that time you know (laughs) for it to settle um exactly it's gonna take time it's gonna take time and this is gonna be like I said this is gonna be a conversation I guess man 10 years from now we'll be old And we'll be like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But do you think we'll handle the next, because I agree with you, this isn't the last time it's going to happen. Do you think we as a country will handle, or we as a a nation, or nation, Jesus, I'm using all the wrong words, we as a world uh, will handle it better or differently next time? Or do you think that when media is for profit, there's really no winning in a pandemic?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to be a lot better prepared, Mm -hmm. you know. I guess because that, that that was one thing we were not we were definitely not prepared for this you know and um so we can only hope that it's going to be handled a little bit better and that we're ready for it and and but at the same time it's just like thinking about that it's like is this never going to end you know it's just going to keep coming in and, and it's really like you know the world before and after corona you know mm. it's so weird to think about that, and I try not to think about it, because it's going to drive me crazy.
0: I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm completely with you, and a lot of people listening are are as well, I guarantee you, Um, and uh, we just want normal, at least that's me, I just want some sort of normalcy, and I I just want to to know, I always say, I'm like, look, just tell me the rules of the game, if I want to play, I'll play. If I don't know the rules, that's when I kind of step away, you know? And I feel like I'm yeah. stepping away all the time because I never know the rules anymore. I'm like, I don't know the rules anymore. All right? I'm vaccinated. I got the mask. But I still feel like I'm not supposed to be participating. It's a weird a weird thing. But anyways, <clears throat> back to the record. We definitely we definitely segwayed off. I appreciate you having the conversation with me, though, man. Because like I said, uh, maybe maybe I needed it today. Who knows? You know, it's one of those things that uh, I, I don't mean to be selfish. But, you know, maybe that's just the way it needed to go today. But uh, back to Aromantic 2. Guys, the record we're promoting, it's out right now. I mean, dude truthfully the uh the the keyboards on this record are they they seem to be not i don't want to say prominent but they seem to be just a different flavor you did get a new keyboardist for this record correct that wasn't on the previous one
4: um he was partly on the previous one he did some stuff but 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 now is really where he really sort of joined the fold and and uh was with us the whole time in the studio as well. So yes, I mean, there, there's some a little bit of a different flavor. I think it's it's uh, it's working with slightly different keyboard sounds, but it's, it's still, it really fits what we do. And I think it creates an even more cinematic vibe than ever uh, with the record. It's ex- extremely cinematic and, and has a very sort of dreamy vibe to it. and. Uh, so, I mean, that that's definitely something that sticks out. And it really feels like a soundtrack.
0: It does. You know, as well.
4: Yeah. yeah. Opening
0: yeah. track, Violent Indigo, like the first 30 seconds. I didn't time it, but you're just, you completely, you're entering the world right away. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. And then it keeps you all the way through. And that, and that is something about the Night Flight. Now, when you started the band, man, I mean, we're five records in. Hopefully I, I'm right. But did you ever feel that it would get this kind of re- reception and just kind of this? Uh, grow into this really I mean it used to be kind of a side project but it is it is like a, a main project almost uh, right next to soil work at this point. Can we say that?
4: Absolutely. I mean it, it's been for quite some time. I mean I, I don't know. It stopped being just a project after maybe first or second record. Yeah. I don't know. Hard to say but we knew we had something special right away and, and, and then you come to a point where you want to share it with the world because you feel like this is something really special and everyone needs to hear this you know. And uh, and so we, we started feeling very confident. And but I mean it's it, I don't know if we realized that it was going to become such a I don't know uh, like a big force in in and uh, something that really is sticking out in, in today's music scene because it really is. And and we feel so sometimes quite lonely in, in in this little genre that we're doing. And of course, there's other bands that have. Um, like an 80s feel to it it's it's quite trendy right now you know of course you hear it everywhere you know the week and this and that and um so many artists um but it's i don't know it, it's like this this sort of cinematic rock you know and, and i feel that there's only a few bands that are sort of doing what we're doing and we also feel like why is nobody else doing this <laughs> you know and it's but, of course, we're fine being quite lonely in that little genre of ours because I feel we've sort of hijacked an era and made it into our own and and I think we have a lot of trademarks, you know. We definitely created our own sound as well and you can recognize us in our... Uh, compositions you know and 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 how we play and and all these and how we produce the records and and how sebastian is mixing them he's he created sort of a sound in itself so it's uh i don't know Uh, we knew we had something special but i don't think we we maybe realized that it would have gotten this big you know and and uh and quite, you know, pretty quickly we got Grammy nominated in Sweden, which we'd never gotten with soil work And there's been many, many times where I was like, why is work not getting any recognition? It's like we're, we're, you know, at least when it comes to stuff like that, like Grammys, like there was a lot of, you know, sort of fellow bands from Sweden, you know, in, in, in the same sort of genre who, who was nominated many times. But it felt like, I don't know, it's like, seems like it's just impossible for for solo work and then when we started Nightfly, night flight it was just like boom you know it, it was it was quite interesting i mean it's a different music style as well it's completely different musical expression you know and and uh, but it's still it was it, it was nominated in the metal rock genre you know and i don't know i i think it should have been in rock pop if you ask me cuz it, it doesn't it does not have a metallic feel to it i mean of course maybe I, I, some people make like you know, find similarities between riffs and melodies, between, like, Night Flight Orchestra and soul work, and it's like, like, sometimes maybe I do know what I mean, but no, not really at all. I mean, it, it's it's very, very different, at least for me. I don't know.
0: Me as a listener so as well. I- yeah, no, I'm with you on that.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a completely different vibe. Completely, different. I mean, the, the only thing that's I can, I can, you know, maybe you can hear because you 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 carry with you uh, the sense for melody with you wherever you go, basically, you know. And and when you write music, so uh, that would be the only thing that kind of that's going to stand out. But yeah, I and mean,
0: that's the magic, though, man. Is that you have two projects that are, to me, very well received by the fan base. Completely different. Yeah. And that's very difficult to, to, very difficult to land. And, but you nailed it. You guys are, you can say that there's a retro uh, style, but it's all fresh and new and creative. And it sounds like a completely new style. And that's why Night Flight, I think, took off is because you can, yeah, you can pinpoint, uh, you know, whatever, but it's almost like saying, you know, down sounds like Black Sabbath. You're like, okay, they're both doom bands in their own right, but they don't sound the same. You know what I'm saying? There's just a little bit of that. And you guys kind of got that. And, and uh, it's been a joy the whole way through, you know. Um, all the, all the, all, all, you know, getting to know Amber all the way through on these records. It's been awesome. And uh, I got to tell you, man. So I want everybody to make sure, dude, they are picking up the Night Flight Orchestra's new record, Aromatic Two. If you guys haven't picked up Aromatic, make sure you do that as well. Both records are fantastic. We're keeping our fingers crossed beyond that. These tours. Do happen and and we all have a sense of relief down the road here and we can get back to at least seeing our favorite bands and you guys getting to perform that's what our our goal is but um with with that my friend always always a pleasure to to chat with you and have you on the show man so thank you so much again for calling into the metal sucks podcast
4: thank you my pleasure thanks
0: guys and we are back first song you heard is off Aromanic 2 by the night flight orchestra that record is out right now that track is burned for me second song off the same record guys chardonnay nights make sure if you haven't picked it up or checked it out you do so guys it's a fantastic time everything that he's been doing with the night flight orchestra has been just, just so much fun, dude, and, and, and just something that I really, really need in my life. I love this band, dude. As I do soil work, so this guy's just one of my favorites, that's for sure. So make sure you guys are supporting him and all his projects that he's doing. But make sure you're checking out Aromatic Two by the Night Flight Orchestra. With that, guys, we want to thank everybody out there for the five star reviews we keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. Dude, that's all we ask for as a podcast. We truly, truly appreciate you guys that take the time to listen, but also go to that Apple iTunes and click five stars. Don't need comments. Doesn't matter. And everybody that supports our other podcasts, our documentary discussion podcast that is rise to offend. If you guys haven't checked out rise to offend, go ahead and do that. Like I said, it's a documentary discussion, completely different format. Guys, we tackle many artists like Henry, uh, Henry Rollins, G.G. Allen, Wendy O. Williams, the film Kids from 1995. We do it, discussion, all that stuff. And with that, we got a quick shout-out there. Brandon wants to give a couple guys that have made him feel good by commenting on us. So, Brandon, give those
1: shout-outs to those guys. Tommy the Duck showed up at one of my comedy shows. Fantastic dude. And Brad Aww. Thomas... Uh, shout out to you man You wrote something very sweet Kind of made my day Just want to let you know oh, That it mattered That's
2: nice it did. Yes. He
1: actually sent me Brad Thomas's message And said
0: dude I needed this That's his exact Aww. words to me You know because sometimes that's There's great. rough spots for us kids And uh, you know There's there's just This is a nice thing to do And the fact that We're out there And there are people That are listening And um, we get to them So Brad thank you so much For sending Brandon that message And Tommy the Duck You're, you're a hero Keep supporting everybody On that comedy tour man He's seen, he's seen Jaws now. He's seen you. Yep, yep. He's a great dude, man. So now he's he all, all you got to do
1: is just show up in a bush and watch you raise your kids. Nah,
0: no, all right. that's cool. Don't don't lurk on me. But <laughs> if you did, lurk. I'd give you five. <laughs> I'd give you a high five with a mask on.
2: Hey, boom from a distance.
0: From a di- oh fist bump with a mask fist on. Bump. Okay, elbow bump. No fist. Okay, I'm, I'm fist bumping people now. Okay, when I meet them, he's graduated. Bumping. Yeah, graduated. Nice. But shaking hands, we're not there yet. Okay, are we? No, I don't know. I don't fucking know. If The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.